Hi guys, we are back with Chef Khalid uh, for part two of this week's episode where we talk about um, how important it is to grow as a person. We talk about how he loves to read and kind of expand his uh, areas of knowledge. And we also talk about how important it is to kind of help people who might be stagnating to, you know, find their passions. So listen in and I hope you enjoy. Hi, Chef Khalid. Welcome back. Hi, thank you for having me. So we're going to go right into the questions. You ready? Yeah. All right. So what are some of the things that make us grow as people? Um, I want to say the willingness to, to learn. Mm-hmm. I think once you close uh, um, uh, specific doors on yourself, it's only your loss. Uh, you don't want to um, grow. Uh, without getting to at least expose yourself to different things and, you know, different experiences, new challenges, um, learning from other people's uh, experiences. All these are ways uh, to develop yourself and to grow. And uh, just keeping an open mind. Generally, uh, when you're really uh, opinionated and when you keep uh, sticking to your biased opinion, Mm -hmm. you uh, close off. Uh, many opportunities that can come your way. So really just uh, be open for everything. I really like that open mind point. What was the turning point for you where you realized how important it is to kind of have an open mind and be kind of open to all the experiences that you went through? For example, for me, uh, when I used to make sandwiches uh, directly in front of the guests, sometimes I would burn the sandwich due to an error that I had made. For example, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I would be forgetting uh, uh, one sandwich and moving on to working on another order. The the open-mindedness would be to be able to apologize to that person without taking it too personal or, uh, you know, feeling um, a bit narcissistic in a way that you refuse to apologize to someone. You know what I mean? Like So be humble, kind exactly, of. Exactly. Yeah, it, it's, it's kind of humbling to admit that, yes, it was your fault, you know, that you're more than willing to... Uh, uh, accommodate uh, to that uh, guest's order by, you know, maybe just throwing away that sandwich and making them another one. And for the time that they've waited, you can um, compensate them with a, you know, just give them that sandwich for free. I feel like just the ability to, you know, have that sort of interaction between you and a stranger yeah, is uh, something that you would definitely need to have an open mind uh, um, for. I think it's interesting because like you bring up the point of being humble. And in terms of growing as a person, I think that's very important because you have in order to learn and be open to learning, you have to know that there's a lot out there you don't know. Exactly. And there you have to be comfortable with that and you have to be humble in your limitations and understand what your limitations are of what you currently know in order to kind of strive to know more. Exactly. And I think one of the things that stops a lot of people from growing is as soon as they real they come across something they don't understand or they don't know or they're not comfortable with, they end up kind of feeling insecure. And so they shut down and they kind of close themselves off to either the opportunity or the learning moment or whatever it is. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that insecurity actually is one of the things that uh, many chefs who might be very resisting to growing mm-hmm. um, would have. And it might be reflected in the way that they would perceive a uh, comment right. on their food. So, for example, let's say I made a dish and then I receive negative comments on Mm -hmm. that dish. Some chefs would just close that off and they won't even accept any comments on the food that they make because they feel like that because they had been in this industry for many years that they're entitled 
to um, reject people's opinion. But that's something that I feel is... Um, I'm just running through all Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmare episodes <laughs> in my head right now. And every time he tell, gives them criticism, but, they're like, no, see, it's perfect. The thing is, when Gordon Ramsay speaks, he speaks from experience. Right. And the reason why he might get aggravated mm -hmm. is I'm not, you know, teaming up with yeah. Gordon Ramsay because I've worked at his restaurant. But no, but it's because... He actually wants you to learn. Mm -hmm. And because this was taught to yeah. you once and twice, and sometimes it's because um, there are people who might be waiting mm -hmm. for you to um, produce uh, something in a right. specific time, it, it just it can get, basically, it can get to you. Yeah. So, for example, let's say I trained a, a staff a member, or, mm -hmm. or let's say I trained a chef to perform a specific dish in a specific way. Now it's that chef's duty to perform. Let's say when we are during service and now we have a paying customer who is sitting in the dining area waiting for a dish to be made a specific way, me as the head chef, or let's say Gordon Ramsay as the head chef, would expect you to perform mm -hmm. since training has been done. Um, you already know what is expected from you. For you not to perform on the spot just means that you are not ready to work at the level of Gordon Ramsay's um, kitchen. What I'm getting from that is you're very tough as a boss, but I'm not going to go. <laughs> so not really, but uh, when you need training, it's better that you admit to it and yeah. you go to training as opposed to saying that you're ready when you're not. Okay, so yeah, admit when you don't know something exactly. because that's the only way you're going to learn and you're going to grow. Exactly. Um, no, I like that and I agree with that. I think a lot of people, and, and this is actually the next point I wanted to come to, a lot of people think the arc of life is go to school, university, get a job, get married, have kids, and then coast till the end with like a few promotions and vacations along the way. That feels to be like the kind of checklist that everyone has or the arc that everyone has. What are your thoughts on that? It's really good to at least have a direction mm -hmm. for you because not many people actually have a passion. Mm -hmm. So uh, for you to be at least on a safe path is not a, a mistake. Mm -hmm. um, however, let's say along the way, you find something that you're very passionate about. Okay. And you fear, you know, uh, you, you have that fear of taking a risk and... Uh, seeing where your passion might lead, mm -hmm. it's um, I, I want to say that it uh, would be very challenging for you to go on and take that risk without getting some sort of feedback on your uh, uh, work. Okay. So, for example, let's say I'm an artist mm -hmm. um, or a painter, for example, and I paint at home in my free time, but my paintings suck. If uh, I'm really bad at it, yeah. uh, I wouldn't really just take the leap and go and decide and become a full-time artist. How I would know if my paintings uh, are good or not would be through feedback. So you should really be open to listening to people's comments and feedback on your work. Just as a rule of thumb, basically, um, it's a rule that I had developed on my own. Okay. And I think that it served me well. Uh, and, you know, it can... Uh, uh, help serve others uh, in performing well as well is that when you're approaching food you should normally have two things that you need to work on one is perfecting flavor mm -hmm. um, or as much as possible uh, second would be execution 
It's so, interesting that you bring that up because like, I don't remember who I was having this conversation with, but I was basically bitching about the younger generation. And I was saying <laughs> that my issue about them was that they don't understand that talent is not enough and that execution is everything and consistency is everything. A lot of my, well, my issue I feel with the younger generation is that they feel like they're talented or they feel like they've got something but they don't have the follow through of consistency of showing up for themselves, of understanding that you have to execute over and over and over again, because that matters so much more than your talent. There's exactly. a lot of talented people out there that have gone nowhere because they don't have the follow through at the end of the day. So I, I agree with you in the sense that like execution is, is at the end of the day, everything. That's where, that's what matters. Um, I wanted to go back to, to the, the fact that you have your, your day job and, of course, uh, your, your kitchen. A lot of our generation are multi-hyphenates. A lot of us are doing lots of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have multiple roles. Uh, I think it's very much a generational thing. What, why do you think it is that we, so many of us are doing multiple things nowadays uh, as opposed to just one thing? Why is one thing so, I guess, maybe unsatisfying? Um, I think it's just because um, uh, they like to keep their options open. Mm-hmm. So uh, they want to keep like, you know, a hand in every field until one of them pays off. You know what I mean? Okay. So um, uh, you can, uh, um, for example, for me, uh, you know, my day job is, uh, um, uh, let's say it's, it's uh, something that I feel like I can definitely grow in. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I'm pursuing to grow in. Yeah. But the thing is... Um, when I'm working with uh, um, the restaurant business, it is something that I'm passionate about. Yeah. So when you have these two things that are going on for you, for me, uh, I'm, I'm content with these two. Yeah. But let's say tomorrow um, you feel like, um, because uh, I like to read a lot. Mm-hmm. So uh, it might not necessarily just be about food and, and uh, you know, what I, I, I do during my day job. Like, for example, the, the last book I, I, I had read was related to astrology. So it has nothing to do about anything that I do. But okay. it just, you know, like it's just something that um, feeds your, your imagination. Yep. And, you know, it just keeps you aware about different things that are going on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when you're sitting with someone and you try to keep up with that someone you don't want to sound stupid you know what i mean okay so you want to be as much as possible aware and exposed uh, to um, the constantly changing things in our universe and then Mm -hmm. you know from this book i might end up being interested in another field that is you know it's just just this is what i do basically in my free time okay so you've got uh, the the day job and then you've got your passion, which is cooking and, yeah. and, and then, and you then, know, just and uh, then you're taking things as in. much as possible. Just read about, you know, different things. You'd be interested uh, to, to hear what other people have uh, going on in their minds. Yeah, know? no, very true. So, um, I think it's a very good point because I think especially with day jobs, um, when I used, I, I've been lucky in, in the sense that I always get to hire my own team whenever I'm, I'm working. Um, and one of the things I always looked for was when I would hire someone, uh, especially in my last job, because it was, you know, you had good, you had busy periods and you had lulls. And, and, mm-hmm. and so we, I used to always look for people who had their own kind of passion project or their own side hustle. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, I think, especially with, you know, the way jobs are structured nowadays, mm-hmm. um, they don't really fit in with how I think our generation functions. 
And I think we need something that energizes us. And so for me, I always used to look for people that had something on the side that they were super passionate about. Because what I quickly understood was I can't keep you energized 24-7. As an employee, as a manager, I can't keep you energized 24-7. And the work isn't going to keep you energized. Sometimes it's just boring admin crap. And if you don't have something that's getting you through your day that you're passionate about, that that you're interested in, then that's going to fall on my head to keep Mm. you energized. And I don't have time for that. So I think that's one of those things. It's it's actually, um, see, your character, I feel, is something that, you know, I mean, it's something that makes you feel that way. But Mm. it's actually not your fault. Some people don't have a passion because they haven't um, looked for a passion yet. Mm -hmm. But and, And honestly, I feel like these people who don't have a passion they need uh, uh, help the most in terms yeah. of trying to to figure out uh, certain things that they like doing or they like to be a part of and turning that from something that is just making them just participate in into an actual passion. Right. Not many people get the opportunity where, you know, life just puts them in a situation where they would end up with a passion. You know what I mean? So, so, so you, how do you help someone find their passion? Let's say, for example, you know a person who mm-hmm. uh, does something on a daily basis and is actually good at it, mm-hmm. but he never really thought about uh, working on improving the thing that he normally does. You might be able to provide them with a book that is in the field of the thing that they do. So let's say, for example, um, you know someone who likes to knit, mm-hmm. let's say. Right. For example, I'm just thinking about yeah. something. Uh, you give uncommon. amazing examples, by the way. <laughs> Astrology, knitting, like your <laughs> brain functions in a way that amazes me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but you know, I mean, if you, you know, if they do it uh, for fun and they actually, they're not passionate about it. They just do it, you know, because they know how to do it. Mm-hmm. You might, you know, uh, send them a YouTube link, you know, or you know, about different ways to knit different styles and how to end up with different results. Uh, you might send them uh, a texture that they get to work with, right. you know, and it's just this is this is what you do as, you know, as a friend or, you know, as someone who cares about someone is you don't want them to just, you know, sit there looking at you grow and, you know, expecting things from you only without thinking about their lives. Because, you know, some people might do it out of love right. and they might neglect their own lives. So let's say, for example, you're, you're with your wife. Obviously, your wife is constantly going to keep pushing you, helping you achieve your dreams. But it's your duty to also help uh, your wife find a dream as well. And, you know, it's your job as well to, to maybe guide uh, your wife into um, achieving her dreams as well in the ways that would help her grow, you know. And That's help interesting her, uh, because um, I've never actually thought about taking ownership of the people of people's passions in my life. Mm-hmm. Like it's always one of those things where I'm like, everyone can figure out what they want to do mm-hmm. by themselves. It's never actually occurred to me that, Hey, so-and-so might not have a passion. So-and-so might be struggling. Let me take the time to help them figure out what they're doing with their life. But <laughs> yeah, no, that's an interesting take on. on, on and, and it might actually help you in your business as well. Like for example, I have a team of pastry chefs mm-hmm. um, in my restaurant. But one of them specifically likes to work with chocolates. Okay. Um, now, it's not necessarily something that we uh, push uh, or produce on a daily basis in mm-hmm. my restaurant. 
But it's, uh, I thought that it would be great to send this um, chef to a uh, chocolate course. Mm -hmm. And what happened was after I sent this chef to a chocolate course, he came up with better desserts than the ones that we used to make in our restaurant. Wow. So in a way, you know, uh, and, you know, in an unexpected uh, way, this way of you helping someone ended up helping you as well in your True. business. So, yeah. uh, so you never know, like, uh, you know, uh, this uh, kind of support. Um, I mean, I'm not saying that you should always expect something in return, but yeah, I'm yeah. saying that it might yield uh, surprising results. Surprising results. Exactly. Okay. Super cool. All right, so I'm going to ask you a few questions that are unrelated to growth, or maybe related to growth. Who knows? We'll find out, depending on your answers. <laughs> um, what's one word you use to describe yourself in your internal dialogue that you don't say out loud? I think um, one thing that I uh, wasn't uh, very successful at mm -hmm. uh, growing up was to stay patient. Mm -hmm. I think that whenever I'm faced with a certain challenge, where I would feel like I want to like break everything in the kitchen. That's the one thing that I say to myself is stay calm mm -hmm. and be patient, you know, try again. One thing that, you know, can apply in everything I do, for example, it can even apply <laughs> during a traffic jam. So you can always just say to yourself, Khaled, you know, stay calm. <laughs> you know, this uh, guy didn't mean to, you know, turn in front of you without uh, signaling left, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just... Um, you know, that's one thing that I say to myself to mm -hmm. continuously, you know, help myself grow in that area. Um, would you consider yourself impatient? I uh, am a very impatient person. Yeah. But um, uh, I try as much as possible to achieve the best results in the shortest amount of time possible. Okay. But uh, if it's going to require me to take a long time to achieve what I intend on, I would definitely take all the time necessary. Okay. But I won't do it waiting. That's okay. what I'm trying to say. If I'm going to want to achieve that uh, goal, I would constantly keep trying until I uh, reach what I want. So uh, Amazing. So what's a side of you that you would like to step into more? Uh, one thing that I've just started doing is actually uh, to read. Mm -hmm. So uh, I haven't really been interested in opening books actually until the age of like 26. It's just been over the past three years that I've, you know, started to get into uh, um, wanting to read. But again, with my schedule being the way it is, I try as much as possible to give more time to uh, uh, read as much as I uh, can. It's interesting because it seems like you made a grilled cheese sandwich, you fell into a new career that you suddenly <laughs> had to learn a lot about. Exactly. And then you fell in love with learning and just kept reading and learning more and more. Exactly. Yeah. I mean. Uh, All um, from a grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> and yeah. You know. <laughs> All right. Last question. Um, what's your favorite childhood memory and why? Growing up, uh, there was this thing that we used to do um, uh, every weekend or every Friday after Friday prayer. We would mm. gather at my grandma's house. And um, there's, there used to be always this awesome lamb stew. Mm -hmm. And it would be consistent every single weekend. Whenever we would go, it would always taste the exact same. And I wouldn't really care about the process that went into making that dish. You know, mm -hmm. I would just, you know, be more interested in coming to eat it, yeah. you know, growing up. But then... Uh, 
as I grew older and as I went into this profession, now it's just that one memory that I get to cling on. Yeah. Every time I think about everything that my grandma used to do to to make that dish for us every weekend. Oh, you wow. Know? Well, I mean, now my grandma is, is you know, too old to, mm. to be in the kitchen. But uh, it's just that single memory that always connects me to the kitchen. And, you know, it's uh, one thing that um, made me appreciate my grandma and, uh, you know, the, the members of my family who cook as well more than uh, what I used to usually that's amazing how like what you're doing now kind of linked you back to a, a exactly. memory back when you were a kid. So that's that's it. We're done. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. So where can people find out more about you or any of the projects that you're working on? I'm uh, uh, mostly uh, uh, available at uh, the restaurant in Abu Dhabi, mm-hmm. uh, Faye Cafe. Uh, that's F-A-E. Mm-hmm. Um, so Faye, is, it means shadow in mm-hmm. Arabic. Yep. And the reason why we called it that is because of the huge uh, gaff tree that we have located in the center of the dining area. Oh, wow. So it's giving off a really nice shadow to uh, the uh, dining area. So we just called the space based on the shadow that the tree gives off. Um, but uh, yeah, but it's in Abu Dhabi uh, where you'd uh, mostly uh, find me. Our kitchen always welcomes uh, people who uh, want to learn uh, more about cooking. We do have a database of over 4,000 recipes. Wow. And they're all free. I don't really, uh, you know, consider any of the recipes that we uh, serve at Faye as a secret. Gotcha. You you can come in at any time and we'll uh, show you how it's done. Because um, for me personally, I was able to learn everything for free. So it's kind of unfair for me to charge people for it at this point. No, but you're passing it on. That's amazing. Cool. Um, yeah, and that's just uh, one of uh, the reasons why. It's basically I, I'm trying to pass on everything that I want chefs to go for, as opposed to following just the commercial ways of making, you know, just normal uh, um, dishes. That's amazing. Okay, well, thanks to everyone for listening. Uh, let me know what you guys think is super important about growing and how you guys go about continuing to grow as people. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Rami, or wherever you're listening. Join me next week for another episode of Millennial Mirrors. This is Mshad Al-Anazi signing out. Bye, guys.